And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. Who's that strange-looking man behind you? That's Carl. I met him at the laundry, man. Sam, sweetheart. I don't know what to do, Rabbi. Every night he listens to the radio. I can't keep him away. The Lone Ranger, uh, the Shadow, the Master Avenger. Uh, this is not good. It tends to induce bad values, false dreams, lazy habits. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents the best in classic radio. This hour on Hollywood 360, Herbert Marshall stars as international globetrotter Ken Thurston on The Man Called X from 1951. Then it's the premiere episode of The Smiths of Hollywood starring Harry Von Zell and Arthur Treacher from 1947. With me to help present these radio classics is my co-host with the mostest, Lisa Wolf. Hey, what's up, Lisa? That's me. How are you? Mike, check out those dimples. I see them. Gosh, those are deep. They're a little hard to miss from here. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> from across the room, they're just jumping out at did you. Did you bring the spackle? I did not. We need some spackle to fill those things in. Yeah, go for it. I'll tell you a what, plastic folks. Plastic surgery. you got to check out <laughs> Lisa's dimples. Just go to Hollywood360radio.com. There's there tons no and pictures. tons of pictures of her on nope, there. Nothing. Lots and lots of dimple pictures. Check it out. All right, well, we're going to listen now to The Man Called X. It was a secret agent series. Debonair British actor Herbert Marshall starred as FBI secret agent Ken Thurston. Our government dispatched him to dangerous locales all over the world to fight our enemies. Leon Belasco played Mr. X's assistant, Hagan Zeldschmidt, and it debuted over CBS in 1944, lasted until 1952. And in 1956, Lisa, a syndicated series starring Barry Sullivan, Ran for 39 episodes on TV. But it's time now for The Man Called X with the Blue Unicorn from March 31st, 1951. Here's Herbert Marshall in part one of The Man Called X. Now we present Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X, the Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Herbert Marshall as The Man Called X. Wherever there is mystery, intrigue, romance, in all the strange and dangerous places of the world, there you will find The Man Called X. Dublin, Ireland, a city born of invasion, bred on rebellion, matured in violence. But the world changes and Ireland with it. And today, Dublin Airport is a regular stopover for the transatlantic planes from England. Terrace halls have crumbled, the Normans are forgotten, and the rebels gone to their destinies. But one thing still remains, violence. I hardly see the necessity of going any farther away from the main waiting room, Monsieur Boucher. You know, I'm not supposed to be separated from the guards who are traveling with me. Well, I can understand that, considering what you're carrying, and that's why I want to speak to you alone. But isn't this far enough? We're out of sight from everyone. Uh, yes, yes, I know. Hmm? Seal, metal case, handcuffed to your wrist. Highly secret papers, huh? The British government really didn't see fit to confide in me. Now, you were going to tell me about... Yes, the... yes, yes, about the plot to waylay and rob you. Okay. Well, it's simply a matter of this... The plot was mine, my stupid little messenger. And 
As for the clever little trick of handcuffing the container to your wrist, well, <laughs> thank you very much. I certainly can't think why he might come down here, but surely looked every other place for him, and I think... Huh? They're down there on the floor. Danny! Danny, don't let anybody in the corridor! And get a doctor! Hurry! I've just talked with the British Security Office by Transatlantic Phone Chief. Yeah? It's been almost 48 hours, and they don't have a single lead yet. Okay, Ken, I know what you're driving at. You want to get into the case yourself, right? Chief... Is there any other case more important at the moment? Yeah, no. A complete set of progress reports from the British Atomic Energy Commission in the hands of somebody. And so far, nothing's been done to get them back, right? Well, apparently not. Uh, at least not with any success. And that passenger, Boucher, if that's his name, he's still missing, right, Chief? Well, he seems to have disappeared. Dublin's not an easy city to hide out in unless you've made plans ahead of time. Don't you agree? Well, yes, as a matter of fact, but... Wait a minute, Ken. I started out asking the question. Chief, I'm going to Dublin. Hmm. Well, in that case, you better use the reservation I made for you on this afternoon's plane. No. <laughs> well, I'll be... Ken, those reports are being sent to Oak Ridge. Some of the secret material in them would... Well, get them back, that's all. Not quite all. I want Boucher along with the reports. Take someone pretty cold-blooded to steal a handcuffed dispatch case by cutting off the hand. <laughs> Fourteen should be about. Bagon, huh? What are you doing on this plane, Mister X? You're going to Dublin too? Too? You, you mean you're? Oh no! Uh, Why do you say ah like that? Bagon, when you're happy to see me, it means you're not broke, and when you're not broke, you're usually mixed up in something crooked. Mister Thurston, honest, I swore by the father of my now, father. Now, since you're going to Dublin, it might be the same thing I'm interested in. I knew it. I knew it the second I saw you. I knew you were going to louse up the whole act. Act what act, Bagon? Act? Uh, well, uh, that, that is what, what I mean is... Act? What act? I beg your pardon, if... Bagon, you two... <gasps> Zora, oh. So I'm going to have competition, huh? Competition? Yeah, yeah well, I'll, I'll see you, Zora, around uh, somewhere. Bagon, aren't you uh, going to introduce me? Well, you know how it is. I mean, uh, well, I'm well, Ken Thurston, Miss. Uh... Uh, Dane, Zora Dane. How oh, do you do? Good. Well, all flying to Dublin, and uh, are you also going to the Blue Unicorn Inn, Mister Thurston? Well, uh... oh no, Zora, no. He always stays at the Shelburne. I mean, I, I guess he does. He's only a casualty acquaintance. You understand? Of course, I'm going to the Blue Unicorn. Oh. After all, where else? Hey, maybe you'd like to change your mind and go to the Shelburne after lunch. Huh? I'll be only too happy to carry your bag. Oh, thanks, Bagon. I imagine the blue unicorn is all right. But that's not the point, Mr. X. What I mean is... Look, maybe if you explained your problem, whatever it was you were scared to talk about on the plane with Zora around. Oh, what's the use? I'm a going goose anyway. You look... <laughs> Here, against the building. Uh, too dark to go after them. All right, Pagan, let's have it straight. Now, fast. What about this blue unicorn? What's the setup? Well, I only heard about this deal from Uncle Ahmed, and, and he only heard accidentally. A rumor, you understand. Yeah, I know. Underworld grapevine. Go on. Well, the boy who heard it, some stolen papers were going to be sold at this highest bidder here, 
at this blue unicorn, and, well, I was only going to investigate it and, and then tell you. You were going to make a crooked buck if you could figure some angle. What about this Zora Dane? Is that a real name? I don't know. Ever hear of a man named Boucher? Mr. Thester, I've told you everything I know now. So why can't we act like strangers, huh? Not even safe to be around you. There you are. What makes you think that shot was meant for me? Well, there's nobody else here but just you and... And... Hmm? Sure. Hmm? You're a potential competitor, aren't you? Stranger. Stranger nothing, Mr. Rick. From now on, I'm going to stick to you closer than you do a couple of wet blankets. Welcome to the Blue Unicorn, Mr. Thurston, Mr. Zellschmidt. Hello. My name is Jensen. Now, just put your names down in the book here, and I'll have the boys show you up to your rooms. Good. Amazing the way the guests have been finding my little place. Just opened a few days ago, and there are four here already. And now you two. Hmm. The Blue Unicorn has been closed for two years, you know. Belongs to a fellow here in Dublin named Carrigan. I just leased it from him last week. Uh-huh. They told me I'd go broke with it, but I figure a good cook can always bring business to an inn. It might be a good idea to try some of your cooking right now, Mr. Jensen. We came straight from the plane. We haven't eaten. Uh, well, it's a little past the dinner hour, Mr. Thurston. Oh, but that shouldn't be any problem for a good cook. And it isn't. As a matter of fact, I served one of my specialties tonight, and there's some left over. Iris, too. No, it's a fricassee. And, gentlemen, until you've tasted Jensen's chicken fricassee, you haven't lived. All right, Mr. Jensen, let's start living. There you are, gentlemen, two pints of stout. <laughs> Look at that head. It's brewed right here in Dublin at the south side of town. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, excellent menu, Mr. Jensen. Thank you. Maybe you'll decide to stay a month or two. Well, my plans are a little indefinite so far. Exactly what the other guests said. Did they? I think they're all in the public room, by the way. If you'd care to meet them, just go on in and introduce yourselves. Fine, thanks. Uh-huh. Coming, Pagan? Oh, you bet I'm coming, Mr. Thurston. <laughs> but the character's flipping bullets at me. I'm sticking closer to you than your own mother. And here we go. Good evening. Well, more competition. I wondered what happened to you, gentlemen. Nice of you to be concerned, Miss Dane. Well, I was hoping for the best, but... Uh... Here you are. <laughs> Disarmingly frank, isn't that the way they put it? I suppose. Let me introduce a couple of more rivals. Mr. Thurston and Mr. Zellschmidt, this is Ivan Gonoff. Ah. He is the dark, sullen type. Ah. The sleepy-looking one draped over the chair is Bertie Battersea. Pleasure, old boy. He's the hypocritical type. What kind are you, Mr. Thurston? Well, I'm... I'm proud of the kind who interrupts other people's dart games. Go right ahead. We'll watch. All right. Oh, there is one more, by the way. A man named Khan. He went to bed early. Well, Yvonne, old boy, it's your throw, you know. Right. It is a game for children. Ah, it is the way you play it. Ah. Give him a zero, Bertie. Pleasure. Would you like to get into the game, Mr. Thurston? You mean the dart game? (laughs) Oh, call it what you like. But put your name on the blackboard there. All scores are public. Yeah, I see here. Ivan, 50,000. Bertie, 65,000. Doris, 75. And Khan, 100. Mr. Khan seems to be winning so far. Oh, this score keeps changing. Ivan is now waiting for a cablegram. Uh-huh. Is this in points, pounds, or dollars? Your American dollar has become standard everywhere, hasn't it? I guess so. Well, maybe a challenge is in order. A challenge? Oh, 
The stun will double anybody's highest score. That is quite a challenge. Yes, indeed. You really ought to toss a dart or two, old boy. Back it up, you know. All right. Fine. Here you are. Thanks. Now, let's see. Ah. <laughs> well, Bertie. Two bullseyes. Does that answer your question? Yes. Uh, smug Americans always know everything. I didn't learn that in America, if I'm in Peru, where they use poison on the darts. Miss Dane, gentlemen, something tragic has just happened. Huh? The boy found Mr. Khan in his room, dead. Huh? What? It's apparently a heart attack. A heart attack, huh? It's too late to inform the authorities until morning, but I did think you ought to know. And if you'll excuse me now. Well, one down and five to go. That leaves you with high bid, Miss Dane. I suppose you mean high score, Mr. Thurston. But aren't you forgetting your offer to double anybody else? Yes, actually, you're a high man, old boy. Care to toss another dart? No, I think I'll quit while I'm ahead. At least for tonight. Is it not a little dangerous to be ahead, Thurston? Mr. Khan, you mean? Oh, I'm pretty hard to poison. What? Poison? It's an idea, isn't it? In Peru, they use it on the darts. Here, they use it on the players. Well, I'm in room 21, second floor, third door from the stairway. Good night, all. A British courier is brutally assaulted in the Dublin Air Terminal and robbed of highly secret documents. A fellow passenger named Boucher disappears at the same time, and Ken Thurston arrives at Dublin's Blue Unicorn Inn, posing as a possible buyer of the documents in competition with four international criminals. A half hour ago, one of the four was found dead in his room. And now, Ken enters his own room. Who is it? Mr. Thurston. What are you doing here? What do you think? Where have you been all this time? Looking for a dead man. That fellow Khan? Well, did you find out what killed him? Sure. Heart failure. Oh, well, then. Brought on by a dose of poison. <gasps> Mr. X, I'm leaving right this minute. Well, down that dark alley out there? Oh, you're a brave man, Pagan. And if anything happens to you... It... Never mind, never mind. I'm staying right here in this room. Who is Boucher? That's the important question. Hey, maybe it's that Ivan character. And maybe it's any one of them, including Jensen. Oh, no, Mr. Thurston. He's too good a cook to be a crook. That specialty dish? No, I managed to look at the kitchen. Jensen's chicken fricassee comes in a can. Oh, but then, but that means he's the one. No, it just means he's lying, but he is a possibility. They all are. They all know the authorities will move in on Khan's death tomorrow, so the heat's on. Oh, then I'm staying right here, Mr. Thurston. You're not going to catch me off down the hall somewhere in the room all alone. This is the hottest spot in the hotel, Pagan. What are you worrying about? I'm the one who was offered the highest bid. <laughs> so the whole gang will be out rid of... Good night, Pagan. <laughs> Hold it, Miss Dane, right where you are. You... You're not in bed. No, it's my night for insomnia. Yours, too? I slipped in here to make a deal with you, Mr. Thurston. Huh? Look, we have the two top bids. Why do we not pull them and then split the... Stuff between us. Why don't you just outbid me and take the whole thing? Because I don't have enough money. 
Ivan will beat us both out if we let him. His government is backing him. They will go to any lane. Who is Boucher, Miss Dane? How do I know? Maybe you are. Maybe, or you. Do I look like a man? You could be a partner to one. Who poisoned Khan? Ask Ivan. Used the same trick once in Casablanca. And your trick seems to be a knife in the sleeve. Uh, Give it to me. Stop it. Stop. You're hurting my arm. Uh, out to eliminate competition, huh? I, I always carry it for self-defense. Well, I'm afraid you'll have to defend yourself without it for a while. Good night, Miss Dane. Uh, no, no deal, Mr. Thurston. No deal. If you change your mind, you know where to find me. Yes, sure. Come on in, Bertie. Why do I ever get mixed up with Mr. Hicks? If I get out of this, I swear by the... Maybe I won't get out of it. Maybe I'll be murdered right here in my bed like a dog in the dark with rain coming down. Nobody even to care if I... Oh, no. Oh, no. This is it. Yeah. I'm just as good as a dead duck. Please don't kill me. Feel his gun against your throat. Yes, sir. I feel it good. I'll keep feeling it. Answer me. I want to know who Thurston is. Well, he's just Mr. Thurston. That, that's all, sir. You don't feel it good enough. No. Who is he? Who is he? What's he doing here? Come on, talk. All right, all right. I'll tell you, he's... No, no, I can't do it. Well, he's... He's the man called X. Oh, forgive me, Mr. That's it. Well, that explains a lot. It does? Zellschmidt... You've never seen me before, have you? No, sir, no, sir. I mean, how do I know? It's too dark to tell. See that you don't tell. Do you understand? Uh, sure. Ouch. I mean, sir, yes, I understand. All sir. right. All right. We go on back to sleep. Well, good morning, Mr. Thurston. Miss Dane, Ivan. Good morning. See you now. Who's missing? Bertie and Jensen. And Khan, of course, is dead. Andre Pagan. I'll oh, be down in a minute. Meanwhile, suppose we bring the game out into the open. Go on. All of us are after the same thing, and one of us is going to get it. So let's talk to Boucher and settle the deal. Fine, fine. Only who is Boucher? Wait, they will not permit any deal until I hear from my... What's the What is it, Pagan? The Jensen guy. I went to his room, like you said, and he's not there. He didn't sleep in his bed. Well, he wouldn't run off without trying to close the deal unless he... Maybe he's in the kitchen. Come on. That's the first portion of The Man Called X. More after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Hi, Carl Amari here. During the month of April, log on to ClassicRadioStore.com and digitally download yours truly, Johnny Dollar, Volume 1, featuring six 75-minute detective adventures. Yours truly, Johnny Dollar, Volume 1, is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for half price, only $9.99, via digital download this month only. Also on sale during April is Gunsmoke, Volume 1, featuring 12 stories of the 
Old West. Gunsmoke Volume 1 is regularly priced at $19.99, but is yours for half price, only $9.99 via digital download this month only. In May, these two collections will go back to full price, so don't miss them while they're on sale during April. Log on to ClassicRadioStore.com to order, and while you're there, download an episode of Suspense, starring Cary Grant absolutely free as our gift to you. That's ClassicRadioStore.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Now let's get back to The Man Called X. Well, it seems we have all been tricked, Mr. Thurston. Jensen Boucher, whoever he is, has got away. Uh, doesn't seem to make sense. And yet... Maybe he was the one last night, Mr. Thurston, eh? You know, that, that maybe tell about... Uh... Mm-hmm. No, 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 he's too tall. That man was short. More like Ivan here. What? And anyway, even if he did now, I think he'd make some attempt to close the deal. Perhaps it was closed. Bertie has gone too, you know. Wait a second. What's that noise? It's coming from the closet door, Mr. Thurston. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Keys in the lock. Well. Who is it? Well. Let's get this gag off and find out. There. Where is he? Where is he? Just show me where he is and so help me. I'll kill him with my bare hands. Kill who? The criminal idiot who calls himself Jensen. Sir, do you realize he's kept me bound and gagged for two days a prisoner in my own pantry? Huh? Said he wanted to lease the place. Overpowered me. Tied me up. So help me if I ever get Wait a second. Hand. Jensen's run out on all of us. Who are you? Carrigan is the name, sir. I'm the owner of the place. Just help me out of these ropes. I'll tell you all about it. Well, gentlemen, Miss Dane, it's a nasty experience, but I feel a whole lot better now. I wish we could say the same, Mr. Carrigan. So he double-crossed you on some kind of business deal, eh? And he's crooked enough, all right. I should have known it the minute I laid eyes on him. I suppose you'd like us to leave as soon as possible, Mr. Carrigan, unless you plan to operate the inn yourself. No, yeah, not me, Mr. Thurston. lost enough money on it. Closed it down for good two years ago. Hmm. By the way, Mr. Carrigan, that painting on the wall by the dartboard... An old family heirloom? Not exactly. It's been there a long time, though. What do you ask? I rather like it. About a hundred dollars worth, if it is money you need. Oh. It's a nice frame, Miss Dane. Two hundred, maybe? All right. At least I tried. Here. Gentlemen, I call you as witnesses that I made no claims about the painting. What do you mean? I know what you thought, but you're wrong. It is not an original Utrillo. I see. Well, taken again. I guess I had better get out of the game. Wait. Notice the heavy layer of dust on the frames of the other paintings in the room. It's interesting that this one is so clean. So the deal was closed, Miss Dane, Mr. Carrigan, or rather Mr. Boucher. No, no, don't go. You're talking like a fool. You found out who I am from Pagan last night, so you had your partner Jensen run out to throw me off. Then you closed the deal with Miss Dane. Delivery was just made. The papers are hidden somewhere in the back of that painting. Hold it, Ivan. Stay where you are. You're making a big mistake, Thurston. My name is Carrigan. Is it? Look, if you've been locked up for, for two days, 
How did your shoes get wet from last night's rain, Boucher? You know, that's really a very good question, old... Oh, Bertie, come on in. Watch him, Mr. Thurston, he's got a gun. Yeah, I know. But aren't you going to do something? Shoot him or something? And have the British Secret Service do one of their best men? Secret what Service. Is... Thanks. Oh, we picked up that gents individual, Mr. Thurston, about three streets away. Good. My chap's searching Yvonne's room at the moment. Matter of poison, you know. You need that cablegram. Well, Mr. Thurston, it looks as though you have the high score... Pick up the marbles. Thanks. There's a lot more involved, though, than that. It's the same old story and the same old game. Anything for a crooked buck. It's being played all over the world, too. With no umpire, no rules. By people who aren't worth their powder to... Well, we've just got to keep on winning, that's all. We've got to keep on winning. Here is our star, Mr. Herbert Marshall. Thanks for being with us. Those you heard in tonight's cast were Joan Banks, Will Wright, Olan Soleil, Frank Gustle, Dan O'Hurley, and Tony Barrett. Join us, won't you, when next I return to The Man Called X. Good night. The Man Called X is a Saturday night feature on NBC's five-show festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, first in television. And by the makers of Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, neuralgia. The Man Called X, starring Herbert Marshall, is a J. Richard Kennedy production with music composed and conducted by Felix Mills. Tonight's story was written by Les Crutchfield. All characters and incidents on this program are fictitious, and any resemblance to actual characters or incidents is purely coincidental. And until next week, same time and station, this is Jack Latham saying good night for The Man Called X. Tomorrow, enjoy Tallulah's big show. Now it's your hit parade on NBC. And that's The Man Called X from March 31st, 1951, with The Blue Unicorn starring Herbert Marshall that was sustained over NBC. Before we tune into The Smiths of Hollywood, the premiere episode in the series, I want to remind all of our listeners about our tremendous magazine, Remind Magazine. This is our main sponsor here on Hollywood 360. It's a 70-plus page full-color magazine that comes out every month, and it's all about nostalgia. It's all about classic movies, classic TV, classic radio, classic cars, everything you could imagine. It's all in Remind Magazine, and this particular issue, the April issue, is all about stars and cars. You see Tom Selleck there on the cover? I sure do. Driving his Ferrari. Yeah, remember that show, Magnum P.I.? Do you remember it? Do you I remember do. watching it? I do. I remember when it first came out, I was like, wow, this is a great show. And I mean, uh, he was all oh, rage, yeah, you know? Yeah, Tom Selleck. 
definitely. And he's great on Blue Bloods now. I mean, he's had an unbelievable career, this guy. Gotta like Tom Selleck. But anyway, this magazine is, is just amazing. It's called Remind, and you can pick it up at any Barnes & Noble store, any Walmart store. But the best way to check out Remind Magazine and to order and to subscribe is to go to their website, which is remindmagazine.com. Remindmagazine.com. And you'll save about 60% off the newsstand price if you uh, subscribe at their website. I promise you, you'll love it. So do check out Remind Magazine. All right, you ready for The Smiths of Hollywood? This was a comedy series. Came to radio in 1946. Harry Von Zell starred as attorney Bill Smith. Brenda Marshall was his wife, Nancy. Jan Ford played Shirley, their daughter. And Arthur Treacher starred as Sir Cecil Smythe, their stuffy British uncle who arrives one day to live with them. And we're going to listen to that episode where he arrives, Lisa. And uh, they were billed as a usual family doing average things. But this film family lived in Hollywood, and celebrities just happened to stop by. People like Lucille Ball, William Holden, Ann Sheridan, and many more. Jan Ford, incidentally, was in reality Helen Coford, and she changed her name several times before settling on Terry Moore, in which she uh, is best remembered in Hollywood as Terry Moore. So she was the daughter on this. Let's tune this in. The premiere episode, January 10th, 1947. It's called The Auto Accident. Here's Harry Von Zell and Arthur Treacher starring in part one of The Smiths of Hollywood. From Hollywood, California, we bring you The Smiths of Hollywood. Bill Smith, that's me, Harry Von Zell. Nancy Smith. That's me, Brenda Marshall. Our charming little daughter, Bump Smith. That's me, Jan Ford. And our British uncle, Sir Cecil Smythe. That is I, Arthur Treacher. <laughs> the Smiths of Hollywood. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Smiths of Hollywood with Arthur Treacher, Brenda Marshall, Harry Vonzell, Carl Hoff's Orchestra, and a distinguished supporting cast from screen and radio. And now, here's Bill Smith. Hello. Hollywood is the home of many moving picture stars. It's also the home of Bill and Nancy Smith. You never heard of them? Well, get acquainted. You might say it all began 11 years ago. And do you, William Makepeace Smith, take this woman to be your lawful wedded wife? Would you repeat the question, please? Say, I do, dope. Oh, I do, dope. (laughs) And so we were married. Usually that's the end of the story, but with us, well, one thing just seemed to lead to another thing. Another Smith was added. Yes, sir, nine and a half pounds and all lungs. We named her Shirley, but she's ten years old now, and everyone calls her Bumps. She's a very usual child. And what do you want to do when you grow up, little girl? I want to marry Artie Shaw. Why should I be different? Yes, that's us, the usual average family doing average things. At least we were until last week, when that man sent that telegram... William Makepeace Smith, attorney at law, Hollywood, California. Will arrive by train today. Signed, Uncle Cecil. Send, collect. Uncle Cecil. You know, I'd forgotten I had an Uncle Cecil. Sir Cecil Smythe. When he became Sir, he changed Smith to Smythe. 
Well, for reasons you'll learn later, we didn't get the telegram in time to meet him at the station. Honey, no one to meet me? I say, Porter, give me a hand with these trunks, will you? Thank you. I hope he has changed for a dime. <laughs> when Uncle Cecil blew in unannounced, Nancy was in the kitchen. I was in the middle of taking a shower. In good voice that day, too, I was. I said, little dicky bird, why do you sing? It it will, it it will, don't use all the hot water. Bunce hasn't had her shower. Hot kettle for a cold drizzle. I'm used to it. I'll end that soap opera. Caruso, we're going to cut off the hot water. I sing every day. Well, we warned him. Okay, Bumps, run down the basement, turn the valve on the hot water tank. And I love life, and I want to live, cause that's why I... Hey, who cut the water off? Your eight minutes are up, dear. That's all the hot water you get. It is. All the hot water, eh? All right, two can play your game. I'll go around in a lather. Mad Dog Smith, they'll call me. Yeah, soap, Soapy Smith the Strangler. William Smith, get back upstairs and put something on. Well, I've got a towel on. Say, if Gypsy can get away with it, I can't. Bill, you're right in front of the window. Huh? Have forgotten the neighbors? Oh, yes, I had. Say, it's been a long time since we gave the neighbors anything to talk about. <laughs> uh, friends and neighbors, step right up. I'm about to demonstrate the kiss to end all kisses. <laughs> the smack to smash all smacky records. But observe for yourself. Lips... Camera, action! <laughs> Bill, you idiot. Now, look, you've got me all over soap. Uh-huh. Punishment, darling, for cutting off the hot water in the middle of my shower. Mm, soapy kisses are fun, too. Probably hygienic, huh? Have to try that again. <laughs> oh, all right, you two, break it up. Now, my dear Bumps, it is a father's prerogative to kiss his daughter's mother. Now, how about you... Uh-oh. I'll get it. Uh, not in that towel, you won't. You stay out of sight in the kitchen while I see who it is. Well, make it fast, Nancy. I want to go back upstairs. Mom, wipe the soap off. I beg your pardon. Do the smiles. Uh, I say, madam, you're frothing at the mouth. <laughs> oh, no, I was just in the middle of shaving. Shaving? <laughs> so late in the day? <laughs> Fantastic place, Hollywood, but I say, uh, <laughs> do the Smythes live here? The Smiths live here. Oh, well, I'm looking for Smythe. William Makepeace Smythe. You sure it isn't Smith? Madam, are you trying to start an argument? <laughs> <laughs> I, say, I say someone in the kitchen seems to be bidding for your attention. Oh, well, that's just my husband boiling over. Uh, now, what was it that you wanted? Madam... I am Sir Cecil Smythe. Does that mean anything to you? No. Does it to you? <laughs> yes, quite a lot. Sir Cecil? Oh, you must have sent the wire. What wire? Oh, I guess I forgot to give it to you. Uh, wait, wait just a minute now. Let me see that telegram. <clears throat> will arrive today by train. Bill! Uncle Cecil is coming. Uncle Cecil is here. <laughs> oh. oh, you're Bill 
Uncle's English uncle. If that is William flapping around like a pale carbon copy of Mahatma Gandhi, no. <laughs> oh. oh, Bill, Bill, don't just stand there gaping. Do something. This old boy, tuck in your molars. Oh, <laughs> Sir Measle, this is a rare honor. Rare? It's rough. Come on, Uncle Smitty. Let's give Daddy a chance to get out of that towel and go look at my lizard collection. Lizard collection? Miss Peabody, I won't be in my music lesson today. My Uncle Sir Cecil is visiting us. He's a real sir. He wears a moniker. What does he look like? Well, sort of a string bean in a tweed cocoon. <laughs> huh? Oh, no, he left all his wives in England. Hmm? No, I haven't seen him, but he's a knight or duke or something. Just came from England visiting Bill and Nancy. They say he's terribly rich. Hmm? No, Nancy's hoarding him. Uh, Lord or a duke, something very official anyway. I hear he's very thick with Wally and Edward. <laughs> Staying with the Smiths owns half of England, understand? Yes, Lord Cecil. Mama, Mama, the Lord has come to live with the Smiths. Bill, this is Cynthia Glamour. Oh. Is Nancy there? Y yes, yes, I'll put her right on. Just a minute, Miss Glamour. Nancy, it's Cynthia Glamour. Now be nice to her. She might need an attorney someday. But of course. I wonder what the old... Oh, oh, oh. Shh, shh. Uh, hello, Cynthia. How are you, dear? Nancy, darling. I've been meaning to call you for weeks, but I've been so busy with the civic culture club. Oh, yes, I saw the write-up in the Hollywood Citizen. Horrible picture of me, wasn't it? Wasn't it? <laughs> I just ran across a book of yours I've been meaning to return for years. Are you going to be in this afternoon? Well, as far as I know. But I hope I won't be in the way. I heard you had a house guest. Oh, yes. Bill's uncle from England is visiting us. Oh, is that so? <laughs> well, I'll be over with your book. Bye-bye. 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 <laughs> that old battle axe. Huh? She's always gone out of her way to snub me. I wonder why all this sudden sweetness in life. Hmm? Well, now, Nancy, I don't know what she wants, but be nice to her. If I could land Miss Glamour's legal business, I could... Well, I could buy you that fur coat. Wonder why the old gal has suddenly discovered what nice people we are. Hmm. I think I know. Lady Cynthia Smythe. Huh? <laughs> Lady... Ce Cecil? Oh, darling. Don't be ridiculous. She's going with that cowboy actor. Oh, Luella Parsons said they broke up. His horse got jealous. <laughs> well, I don't think there's anything to... Uncle Cease is a confirmed bachelor. Oh, every man is. Till some woman decides to marry him. I take exception. In my own In case... In your case, you didn't have a chance from the moment I pretended to sprain my ankle and made you carry me out of the Hollywood Bowl. Hmm. Oh, darling, you're a victim of the oldest con game in the world. Aha! <laughs> uh -huh. Now we got the confession. I've been tricked, hoodwinked, framed. 
But you'll pay, mark you, you'll pay to the tune of one swat for every year of the most wonderful marriage a man was ever hoodwinked into. One swat for every year. Uh, Bill, Bill, don't you dare now. I'll teach you to go around marrying men. Oh, please don't. Don't spank me. I'll never do it again. I promise you. You will note my knee action, the grace of my forehand swing. Oh, Oh, Bill, stop it. (laughs) One. Oh, Oh, yikes. Two. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to turn black and blue. Three. Praise Allah for long marriages. Hell, bumps! Charlie, oh, when better spankers are made... I say, I say, what goes on here? Oh. oh. Uncle Cecil. Oh, Bill, I told you. Let me go. The old girl been giving you a spot of trouble? No. <laughs> no, we, we were... I didn't know you. I mean... Now, don't stop on my account, old boy. You know the old adage, a woman, a dog, and a walnut tree. The more you beat them, the better they be. Carry on, old boy. Cheerio. Well, you realize, Uncle Cecil, that Bill and I were only clowning. He's never really beaten me. Oh, he hasn't, eh? How about that dreadful child? Oh, Bumps is really a wonderful child when you get to know her. She'll grow on you. Yes, like a fungus. Well, she's a little advanced for her age. Advanced? Surely there's something retarded about a child who can't count past four. One, two, three, four. One, two. Ah, that reminds me. I say I have two trunks at the depot, and this seems like a good time to toddle down and get them. I'll need the car, William. The car? Yes, thank you, William. Yes, I'll be back for Tiffin. Does that child practice every day? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. That's the first portion of the Smiths of Hollywood. More of Hollywood 360 after these words. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Next time, it's the conclusion to The Smiths of Hollywood, starring Harry Von Zell. And then we'll have a good mystery on the sealed book from 1945. That's next time on Hollywood 360. We'll see you then.